Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode four of the Let's Talk Life podcast. Um, today, I have my friend Aaron here. Um, Aaron uh, and I met when I was just starting college at Brookdale um, before I transferred to my university. And we did a haunted house together called Haunted Theater. Yep. <laughs> and um, we've just been friends ever since. So, Aaron, if you want to introduce yourself, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, hi, everybody. Um, my name is Aaron. Like uh, Bethany said, we've been friends for, gosh, seven, eight years, something like that. Yeah, something like and, that. And, um, yeah, I'm just really, really glad to be here and looking forward to, to helping you out with this. Yeah. Aaron actually studied theater in college, so we are going to talk about theater a bit today because he does know a, I'd say a good amount about theater. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and we're also going to um, tie that into mental health, which is what this podcast is about. I like to tie everything in with mental health because it is definitely something that everybody is experiencing or mm-hmm. or has a loved one who is experiencing mental health issues. So, um... I guess we can start by saying we both share um, common issues, um, which I guess has made us bond over the years, um, because we both we both do suffer from depression. Um, yes, that's right. So I don't know if you wanna if you wanna talk a little bit about what that's been like for you over the years, like from the start. Ah, oh, that's oh gosh, that's a loaded question. Um, well. It's something I have been dealing with for quite a long time, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you don't all, always know what it is. For a while, it was just like, oh, I'm just stressed about this, or oh, I'm just sad about this. And it's like, no, this, this, this feeling isn't going away. Yeah. And it took a very long time for me to be able to put a name to it and say, oh, okay, this is why I'm feeling this way. And, and years ago it was harder to reach out to people because you didn't have Facebook and you didn't have Messenger and you didn't have texting you didn't have anything like that and a lot of that social media stuff as much as it can worsen depression it can actually make things better because I know there are other people that feel the same way I know there are other people that are dealing with the same stuff I know that I can pick up my phone and say text my friend Bethany just to say you know hey I'm having a really hard time yeah and read funny things online and things like that so it's it's been difficult. I've had ups and downs, and yeah, it's just it's something that I've learned a lot about, and I've learned how to how to work with, kind of. Yeah, that's really interesting about social media because social media can be extremely damaging. I mean, you have yes. you know teenagers as young as a, like preteens, eleven, twelve years old, you know, on Instagram, and I don't really think a lot of young kids have Facebook anymore, but they have like Snapchat and a couple other things that. Yeah, I don't even know. know Yeah, me either. I don't even know. I just learned about it from my students. But um, yeah, there's like all these different things that they're on, and all they want is the validation to be accepted, and that can make it actually worse because you know you hear about cyberbullying and how you know bullying is actually getting worse because of social media, and we have these girls that look at celebrities and whatnot and they are like oh i want to look like that and it could be you know it could be pretty damaging but at the same time it's like social media is your platform you know so it can be some people do use it for the better and it's really interesting that you know mental health is a big topic right now on social media i see self-care stuff everywhere and i love it 
I love it, love it so much. Whether it's like articles. Absolutely. Articles. Back in the day, self-care or self-help was a series of books at the store you'd have to go and buy. Right. Now you can just scroll through and get a lot of the same advice for free without leaving your house, without having to spend money, because sometimes it's like your stress is, I don't have any money, and they're telling you to spend more, Yeah. that kind of thing. So there's a lot of good, there's a lot of bad, but there's also a lot of good. And they would tell you to go, you know, like... Oh, you're you must be crazy. Go see an analyst, and then that person is you know when when you go see somebody to get help, you were considered to be like crazy. And many years ago, a lot of insurances did not cover things like mental health care, seeing a therapist, right. a counselor, things like that. Luckily, that has changed in the recent couple of years, and a lot of insurance does cover that, partially because you know it saves their ass because a lot of mental uh, issues can lead to physical issues. Oh, absolutely. But it's also just taking care of the person you your mental health is just important as your physical health exactly exactly yeah i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't say oh i'd rather have a broken arm than be suffering with depression but like at the same time people think that i guess like back even like not not too long ago even like 10 years ago people weren't as you know I don't want to say accepting, but people thought, you know, just because you can't see it that, you know, it's... A lot of people thought if you went to a therapist, you were weak. Yeah. And you couldn't, you couldn't handle life and you needed, uh, because you needed help and made you not as strong of a person. And, you know, you, you would go for a little bit if you someone you know died or you, you're going yeah. for a rough path. But it's, it's a helpful thing that, at least for me personally, helps me deal with the everyday stresses. Right. Helps me deal with the big stresses, like when my father passed away, my therapist was very helpful. Yeah. But even everyday stresses, looking for a job, dealing with school, dealing with all these different, you know, friend issues and everything, it helps to have someone to talk to about that. And it, like I said before, it does prevent a lot of physical manifestations because you're yeah. de-stressing yourself it's also like it's it's so healthy to communicate with other people another thing yes. is so, with social media we aren't communicating face to face as much anymore and you know people feel awkward to even call somebody on the phone nowadays oh people still make phone calls wow <laughs> yeah um but i mean it took me like i don't know maybe 19 years to to uh order a pizza on the phone like i was you know <laughs> maybe more than that but um but yeah i i definitely think that therapy is is just such a it's an amazing source it's amazing it's it's because yeah like you said you'd be considered weak you would only go if you had something super traumatic happen to you mm-hmm. but now you know, it would be like, oh, I'm in therapy. And it's like, oh, for what? Like, what happened to you? That means something bad happened. But now it's like, oh, I, I go every other week. I can't go every week because it does get a little expensive with copay. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, I I go every... And also my schedule is a little packed, you know, as I age. But, yeah. And, <laughs> I know that's why. You know, you take on responsibilities and you have work and you have this and that. and But, um... Yeah, I go every other week, and it's it's pretty helpful. I mean, just to talk to her, and just she seems like she, you know, is invested, and she gives me advice, and she she understands me because sometimes if I'm if I think I say to her, oh, this might be a stupid thing to be upset over, but and she's like, no, 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 no it's not. It's valid. Yeah, like she she validates my concerns. 
and that's very nice. important to have too. Yeah. And there's there's a speaking as someone who has a master's degree in student affairs and college counseling. We have to, I have to take a lot of counseling classes. It doesn't qualify me as a professional therapist, but I know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. There's something called unconditional positive regard, and that's what therapists give to all of their clients. Your if a therapist ever treats you like you're less of a person or that you're wrong or that you shouldn't feel that way, you need to find a new therapist because yeah. the therapist should be supporting you and listening to you and maybe giving you some, okay, perhaps that's a negative thought to have. Let's explore why you're having that, you know, X, Y, and Z. But they're there to pick you up and to help you and to there's this one more tool that you have to help yourself get yeah. through this incredible stressful situation we call life. Absolutely. It's definitely a tool that should be utilized, really. And there are so many therapists in the area. And if you are listening to this and you want, if you're, you know, looking or you've thought in your head, you know, I want to, I want to see somebody, but I don't want people to know or whatnot. But you can, you, there are so, there are so many places that will help you Absolutely. and so many people that will help you. And it's and nothing it to be. It's nothing to be embarrassed about. I mean, go on to, just go on to Google and go on to psychology today. That is the best place. And you can type in your, your zip code and you can see, you know, explore different therapists, psychiatrists. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, if you do have health insurance, a lot of time your health insurance provider will give you a list of people who are covered. Yes, that is true. You can also reach out to them. But on psychology today, you, they have a little, you know, little blurb about themselves that, you know, you can see what their specialties are. So, like, mine in particular, you know, hers is, like, um, anxiety and depression and OCD. And, you know, so I felt she was a good fit for me because I do suffer yeah, from those spe- things. There's specific family therapists or grief counselors. Yep. Or financial people or job search people. And they have their specialties. They're also different kinds, different styles yeah. of therapy. And- a lot of it is cognitive behavioral therapy, but there's also a lot of different ways like people think therapy is like that Freudian psychoanalysis you're lying on the couch you're you're talking yeah, about no. your earliest memory <laughs> that's just one possible type there are literally dozens of no, different types mine, of therapy out there I love my therapist's office so it actually it's like when you walk in it's in a bigger building so it's one of those buildings that has like dentist offices and all that mm-hmm. and um it's very close to my home it's in Middletown so it's you know very convenient but, you know, you walk in and it's all like you get that Zen feel. It's all like there's white noise playing and there's there's in, there's incense and there's like um, Chris, healing crystals around. And there's it's just so peaceful and it just makes me feel so much better when I'm in there. And they also have candy and they have coffee. So that makes it that makes it a little <laughs> bit better. Too, yeah. yeah. But um. I have been seeing my therapist, I've been seeing a therapist for about two years now, but this one in particular I've been seeing for about three months. Mm. So, you know, you can change, or you can switch around, you don't have to and stay with anybody. When, when I moved, it was difficult getting to the place I was, so I had to find somebody new, and I'm really glad I did. And my old woman was very nice, and the new person I talked to is extremely nice too. Yeah. But it's it's one of those, like, is it, sometimes it's worth driving to see the same person. Other times you're like, no, that is way too far out of my way. I just need to find somebody better. Yeah, you need to you need to find a good fit. And you can, like, shop around, too. You know, oh, yeah. they're, they're not expecting you to stay. Every Everyone that I've ever reached out to has said, like, okay, we can try a session and see if we're a good fit. 
Right. They they really care, and that's why they're doing their job because they care. That is their job to care too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Now, going along with depression, um, how old were you, or how long had you been battling it when you realized that you wanted to seek help? Oh, that's a great question. You know what? I honestly don't know exactly when. I know. I think I started seeing someone in. Twenty twelve, okay. maybe that's when we somewhere met somewhere <laughs> around there. And there was a, there was a, a gap of a couple of years in between, and then I found somebody else, and blah blah blah. Um, but it's something like I said, I've been struggling with depression, anxiety for a very long time, and I finally realized this is something that I just I need to do. And part of the problem was, as you said, it does get expensive. Even though insurance, and I've been lucky, my insurance does cover it. There's still a copay, and yes. when it's say twenty dollars each visit. It's tough to 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 fork that money over, and it's it, it is. goes once every couple of months, sure. But if they see you and they say, "I want you to come in once a week or once every two weeks," you're doing a math and you're like, "Oh, that's a lot of money." That's like a hundred bucks a month. Yeah, but then again, it's just like physical therapy. If your physical therapist says, "I need to see you twice a week because otherwise you're never going to walk again," you might want to. Th- you might think they they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Same kind of thing with a mental health counselor. If they say we need to see you more often. And a lot of times, like the place I go to now, will never turn you away because you can't pay. You'll have to pay eventually. That's but they're nice. like, just pay when you can, pay what you can when you can. We'll keep a running tally so we know how much you owe, but we're not going to hound you for it. That's if nice. If one week you come in and say, I really can't pay this week, sure, no problem. I'll just make a note that you owe them 20 bucks and you'll pay them eventually. That's nice. And it's nice to know that. And that was one of the reasons I stay at this place because they're just good people that way yeah and i can say you know this month i'm really really short but i really need someone to talk to i can give you five dollars like okay we'll just put that you 15 yeah no problem and you have to like i said you have to pay them eventually it's an insurance thing but they give you time to do that because part of the reason why i need to see someone is financial issues is the lack of money is that everything's super expensive is that my bank account goes to zero and it's a concern that I, I like why should I pay twenty dollars to talk about how poor I am? This is stupid. But it really no. about that. I was just thinking sense, that. I was just thinking that about you shouldn't feel embarrassed even if you can't pay like ten dollars or you know because yeah. because that can get you gas and that's important. You know, like <laughs> or food. Yeah, you got to prioritize sometimes. No, I totally get that. I do. Um especially as somebody who is in graduate school and <laughs> severely in debt <laughs> and also trying oh. to save to move out into my own place. <laughs> Let me tell you a quick story. I spoke to when I realized I, I need to talk to somebody. Oh, I think maybe it was in 2010. Wow. Um, was not a very good therapist. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. But I learned later when I went to grad school and learned about counseling that he was actually doing everything wrong. Wow. And I don't think he was a therapist there for very long because I ended up seeing somebody else. And looking back, I'm like, wow, he actually made things worse. Wow. And then I uh, forgot what this one woman whose name I cannot remember, but she was way better. And then it's just, it was a stark difference between this one guy, not to say male therapists are better or worse because it's not. Yeah. But he was just not being a good counselor. And now that I know what to look for, I look back and I'm like, wow, he was displaying a lot of the things you shouldn't do. He was a good lesson in what. So sometimes you need to switch people. Sometimes you need to say this person not a good. 
Yeah. I think you're breaking in and out. Can I? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, you were breaking in and out. Oh, okay. Is this better? Yes. Okay. Sometimes um, my bedroom is a dead spot. <laughs> oh no. So um, then, have you? Have you ever? Oh, sorry, the dog. <laughs> I think the mail person's here, or the UPS person. That's another thing. My dogs actually make my mental health so much better. <laughs> Pets are wonderful. Yes. Um, so, have you tried coping mechanisms? Um, it could be either medication or yoga or reading. Like, what do you do to cope when you're in a when you're in a funk? Uh, kind of all of the above. Like, exercise does help a lot. I used to be in really good shape, and I'm really not anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But exercise does help. Unfortunately, as you, you you mentioned, aging, you start falling apart, and there's certain things you just can't do anymore. Actually, um, sorry not to cut you off, but it's relevant. So with exercising, I was just thinking about, you know, Legally Blonde, the movie? She goes... I, I, you broke up. I said, you know the movie Legally Blonde? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that because she says... She says in it, she says, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. So I was just thinking about that because, yeah, I've been wanting to exercise to see if it's going to help, but I just can't do it. I can't get myself there. I've been trying to do a little bit uh, more and more because, like I said, I was in really good shape about four years ago. Oh, I remember. And, like, you, you know, were I'm like. Really, I've gained like 20 pounds since well, grad school will do that to you and grief will do that to uh, you. But I also hurt myself. I hurt my back. I hurt my foot. I hurt my shoulder. Yeah. And I used to go out on like runs. I just run a 5K for fun. And right. now if I run more than a mile, my foot really starts to hurt and I have to stop. Yeah. But you got to listen. You got to listen to your body. Is, yeah, exactly. Just do what you can. Something is always better than nothing. And That's I have to keep true. reminding myself of that, that working out for 15 minutes isn't as good as I used to, but it's better than zero. Yeah. I, um, so I've been, medication. Go ahead. I've been dancing a lot lately because of my show that I'm what? in. So that's, I'm keeping that in my head that I am doing something. <laughs> and I'm sweating and, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and doing fun things like, like we do theater. And that's a relief for me sometimes, even though it's a lot of work. And even though it's super stressful, even though you have to memorize lines blocking, I find that when I'm in a theater doing something that I love, as hard as it is, it's still a release. Yes. It's still working with people that love to do it. It's still creating a new character. It's still dressing up in a costume. It's still, um, you know, finding motivation in a scene and, and hitting jokes that you know are going to be funny later. Oh, I love and it. Yeah. That is, but the problem is it takes up so much time. It does. I can't do it too much, and it is really exhausting. I've just come off of a line of three shows in a row. I'm taking a break because I can't do it that much more anymore. I'm yeah. tired. But no, yeah. if you have a hobby like that, pursue it and do more. It doesn't matter if you don't do it well. If you like painting or drawing, just keep painting and keep drawing. And I don't know, color or write or something to, to enjoy that sensation. If you like video games, by all means, play video games. Just yeah. find that thing that you like mm-hmm. and realize why you like it and keep doing it. Yeah. And that's, I think, another reason why... I mean, I love, I love my job. Like, I love gigging. I love being a musician, and I, like, I love being paid for it. And that's it's it's. I think it's kind of easy money because I'm enjoying it so much. And that's my 
that's my release. Like I, when I'm, when I'm singing either, you know, on stage or at a wedding or wherever it is, I feel, I just feel myself, I guess, disconnect from reality. Yep. And sometimes it's like an escape. It's like meditation. Some people meditate to escape reality for a little bit, you know, sensory deprivation. It kind of, you know, theater, being on stage kind of does that to me because I'm not thinking about all my troubles and my worries. I'm thinking about, okay, my character. I'm playing, you know, this character and what is she doing and, you know, what is she thinking? Yeah, like right now I'm in I'm in Company by Stephen Sondheim in um, the end of this month um, at the Henderson Theater in Lincroft. Not to plug my show, but I am. Uh, but... But whenever I can be a, like miserable at home, like a crummy day, and then I'll go to my rehearsal at night, and it's just I maybe it's also because the cast is so wonderful and I'm having such a great time with them, bonding. But also my character, I've just gotten so into my character that I'm not only singing, I'm not only dancing and acting, but I'm also doing karate. So I had to learn a little bit of karate. Oh gosh! And I love it. No, I love it. But theater really is just something that I never, ever, ever want to not be doing. I completely agree. Like, I just came off a show playing three different characters, and I didn't have time to be sad or depressed when I was doing the show because I was so busy changing costume, putting on makeup, getting to where I needed to be. It was more of a, like, an assembly line than anything else because it yeah. was just, boom, get off, change costume, boom, get back on, say the lines, boom, get off, put on a new wig. Are you talking, about, this- are you talking about Life is a Dream? I don't know, I'm um, Sylvia. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. And it was just such a whirlwind of stuff to do during the actual performance that there was very little downtime. And, like, of course, the cast was absolutely wonderful and the director was great. Everyone in the theater is terrific. And it it just just distracts your brain so much because you you can't do it. Yeah. While you have that depression set, you have to put that aside. And speaking of that, a couple years ago, I did a show called Assassin's. And I played Sam Bick, and he's this really disturbed guy, and he has a very long monologue about how he's depressed and sad and angry, and he's so depressed and sad and angry that he's going to go and try and kill Richard Dixon, and it's a very dark show. But at the time, I was unemployed, I was struggling for work, I was blah, 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 blah. And so it was actually very cathartic to be able to play that kind of character, because I could very easily get inside his head and then just make that jump into the Violet character, which, you know, obviously I'm not. But I could slip into him pretty easily because yeah. I understood the anger and the depression and the anxiety and the pain. Yeah. And so that was really neat to be able to get that out every yeah. single night. It's an outlet. Yeah, absolutely. It is, definitely. I mean, my character right now that I'm playing is Sarah. She is, if you don't know Company, Company is about um, a single male who all of his friends are settling down getting married having kids and they're kind of pushing him into why don't you have somebody yet and he's trying to just figure himself out so i'm playing one of the friends um who is married and she is hypercritical and she is you know but she's 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 very motherly towards him and but she's also very defensive of herself and sometimes i can be that way too 
but she's crazy. She's literally crazy. I love this character, but she's nuts. She has a dieting problem, and she is an avid learner of karate, and, you know, she and her husband love each other, but they fight, and, like, it's such a big investment, this character. Like, I have to really invest my time and my thought into her that it's not giving me any time to sit and wallow in my own sorrow. So, you know, it really... I mean, I guess, I guess other things are like that too for other people, like sports, which I don't know, <laughs> which I don't know anything about. I'm an actor, but sports and art, yeah, and um, anything that lets you relieve your tension, like you said, meditation, yoga, yeah. exercise, anything that lets you get out of yourself temporarily, writing is good. There's so many things: cooking, writing, clean, mm-hmm. even cleaning. Cleaning yeah. really helps me when I'm depressed because. I I was talking about this on my first podcast episode with my friend Allie where um, your environment is so important to yes. your well-being because your, your, the way you act, I guess, is very reflective. So your behavior is reflective off of your environment. So if your workspace is messy, you're going to be more stressed out. It's just like a, yep. a fact. If your bedroom is cluttered, you're going to be stressed out. So I've, I'm constantly, constantly cleaning. Not, and I, I can't seem to get rid of things, but I'm not a hoarder. Like, I did just get rid of four bags of clothes I donated to somebody who lost, like, everything. But, um, you know, I've been trying to, like, clean up to make things look less cluttered and... That helps me so much, like just cleaning, the act of cleaning and, you know, seeing the, even if it only lasts a couple days, seeing my, my space be a little bit more, you know, open. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Like you said, a cluttered space causes stress. Yeah. So clean up that space a little bit. Um, go for a walk. Just walk outside. You're, you're moving. So you're, you're releasing endorphins. You're getting fresh air. You're yeah. seeing things you might not normally see. Just, I mean, obviously walk in a safe area. But yes. little things like that just get you out of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, I I mean, it's not even like I, I don't even have my own place yet. Like, I still live at home. So I all of my belongings are in my bedroom. And my bedroom is not big. It's a 10 by 12. It's ridiculous. So, you know, I... I think that is another thing that stresses me out. And money is really, really stressing me out. Like, I'm not doing terribly with money. Like, I could be doing a lot better. But, you know, by my age, people usually have a lot more money than me, I'm assuming. Oh, to the choir. So, I, you know, that's that's something that's stressing me out. And, and uh, yeah, so there's uh, there's always something that, is well, one thing I just want to go on a tangent is anybody who's listening who thinks they're alone in this, in depression and anxiety and financial problems, you are not yeah. alone. I'm 100% sure you are not. And if you think you are, you're wrong. Yeah. There are other people that have the exact same problems, the exact same issues. Maybe they're dealing with it better. Maybe they're dealing with it worse. I don't know. But you are not alone. Yeah, absolutely. There are always people out there that are experiencing the same thing as you differently but yeah of course but they are experiencing the same thing and you know 
people that the people that you want to have in your lives are the people that will like understand even if they're not going through it because I have a lot of friends who are not dealing with the same issues that I am but we can you know at least talk to each other about what we're going through and we're supportive of each other at least that's very important too yeah but I mean financial issues are a big a big thing right now that I know huge cause of depression stress anxiety yeah I was gonna say that's like a big thing that we're both dealing with right now and I don't know about you, but I take it like day by day. But even even when you're trying to save money, there's always something that you need to pay for right away. So like I, you know, I teach voice lessons too on the side. And when I get paid for a voice lesson, literally probably the next day or two, it's like, oh, I forgot I have a birthday party coming up that I got to get a gift for. Oh, my tank is empty in my car. Oh, groceries. Like, there's always something. Well, just this morning, my wife got a flat tire. Fortunately, she's fine. She's in a safe place. She got a tow, et cetera, et cetera. But we have to buy her a new tire. It's, there's always something that's going to come up. Yeah, always. And it's it's very difficult to climb out. It's called a poverty cycle. Yeah. It's very difficult to climb out when you just keep having to pay for things. That's why we got to win the lottery. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my goal. That is, yep, that's absolutely my <laughs> goal. A little unrealistic, but it's still a goal. I actually recently got a couple different apps that allow you to do like market research things like surveys and you get you get pay, either you get paid for it or it, it doesn't usually translate to money like dollars. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. But it translates to gift cards or something. So I have this one called Sweatcoin. Yeah. I have this one called Sweatcoin and I have a code actually that if you use it like I get like points or like you know so i have a code and if i give it to somebody let's say i give it to you and you use it i get like i guess like five swag bucks or not swag bucks sweat coins and so the sweat coins what they do is when when you're walking outside it doesn't work indoors but it only works outside um when you're walking anywhere you know it adds up every step is like you know, it adds up to like dollars. And then oh. at the end, when you have a certain amount, you can pick what you want. They have gift cards to like, I've seen like Chili's gift cards and Cheesecake Factory and Amazon. And that's like $200 gift cards sometimes. And that can help a lot. Visa, Absolutely. Visa gift cards. So like, there's always like little things too that you can, you know, do to save money. It is hard, but you know, not everybody, everybody's, you know, everybody's got their struggles and a lot of people are struggling with financial issues and if you know that's why i have no problem sharing on my social media like hey look i'm using this you know and it's not just because i want the points you know it's because i want you know other people to realize that this app is cool you can get you can save money because it's everything's so expensive it really is and we're in a gig economy which it's it's good that people are finding other avenues to, you know, make money, but it's all the root of the problem is that people aren't being paid a living wage. Yeah. And that's a problem. The I mean, no matter what side of the political aisle you're on, this country has severe economic problems. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, we're not going to get into that here, but the same thing applies. You're not alone. There are millions of other people out there 
that are struggling for money, that are struggling to pay rent, that are struggling to buy basic necessities. And depending on what state you live in, the different minimum wages and, and different necessities are different prices. We're lucky in New Jersey. We actually have relatively low gas prices compared to some other places. Oh, absolutely. But it's everything adds up and every, the cost of living is just going up. Oh, I always get gas in, like, the cheapest places because where I live, mm-hmm. where I live is, I guess, upper middle class area of Monmouth County. And so gas is very expensive here. It's, like, three fifteen, I think, right now down the street for me. And then the one, you know, a couple towns over is like 270 i will a hundred percent make the drive you know to get gas somewhere cheaper like a hundred percent and those are little things you can do to save a couple cents here and there now it's four cents it's not worth a 20 minute drive but for 20 cents that might be yeah stuff like that out yeah it's only like it's actually only like a 10 minute drive so it's really not that bad and the people that I used to be, well, I still babysit occasionally for a family who they, um, they live like right next door to this gas station. So that's why I, I go over there when, and I get gas when I'm watching him. So, yeah, so there's, you know, gas and there's food and there's student, mm-hmm. student loans. Like there's always yep. something and this economy is just like so bad. Like we need to, people are so underpaid. It's so horrible. People I used to think- know somebody who um, got a job. You know, she went to school. She got a job. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to go get my own apartment. And once she ran all the numbers, she realized there's no way in hell I can afford this. Yeah. Even though I have my own job, it wasn't enough to cover rent and food nope. and car payments and car insurance and cell phone. And, this, and was, she added up all the bills. She's like, there's just not enough money and I make decent money. Yeah, that's really sad. That's scary. That's, like, really scary. Because there are extra bills that you, like, okay, I got to pay for my own cell phone. Okay, I got to pay for my car insurance. Okay, I got, and it adds up real fast. It really does. It's really bad. We just bought brand new gear because we had, we had equipment that we were using for gigs. We were using for, like, I don't know, four or five years. And it was time to get new stuff. And, like, Jack and I, you know, because we're the primary we're the, we're the primary owners of the equipment because, you know, we gig together. And then even when we have the full band, everybody else has their own stuff that they bring. So we're, And we're the singers. So we bring, you know, we have our speaker and our PA system and everything. And we just bought new ones. And it was like $400 for one speaker yeah. and a monitor. That was it. That's okay. a lot. That's, I mean, that's pretty. That actually, though, that's pretty good. That's actually not bad at all. And it's a great, beautiful speaker. But thing is, is that $400 is a little significant. I, you know, at, at any age, maybe some people it's like, eh, just $400. Not me. No, $400 is, like, very significant. I mean, obviously, Jack and I split it, like, down the middle. So it was only, like, about, you know, $200 a piece. But, and we needed it. It was it was necessary. But well, like I remember I when... When I remember, like, when I took that money out of my bank account, I was like, oh, this feels, like, so horrible, taking the money out of my bank account that much. And it's, you know, I wouldn't, I don't want to live like that my whole life. I really don't. Neither do I. I don't want to have to. And you keep taking steps to try and improve it. And the problem I'm having right now is that things are out of my hands. I can apply for a job, but if they don't call me, there's nothing I can do. 
Yeah. I can go for an interview and do my absolute best, but if they don't hire me, there's nothing I can do. I mean, I can try and improve interview skills and I can, you know, craft a new resume, but at the end of the day, it's not up to me. Right. But- so it's one of those you kind of almost feel helpless because I, it's not something I can physically do myself. Yeah. But what I was saying before, before we even started this, when I was, you know, talking to you privately, something I admire about you so much is how persistent you are. You really are. Like, you know, you've been dealing with this job situation for quite some time now and you have not given up. You just keep going. Even, you know, you'll take a break every once in a while feeling like I can't do this or whatnot. But you always keep going. And that's so admirable. Maybe maybe to you, you think like, well, I have to. But to other people on the outside looking in, it's it's really admirable. Like you're you keep me going. You know what I mean? It's it's good. It's like a good motivation. You're a good role model. <laughs> I, I don't think I have the words to thank you for those kind words, but thank you so much for of saying course. that. And um, it just it, it means a lot to me that that you think that way. Uh, there was a phrase I saw a while ago, which I, I want to get like either tattooed on me somewhere or just written in big letters. It's some. Um, I didn't know how strong I could be until being strong was the only option. Wow. And that's what happens when your life kind of falls and you 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 know you have that financial problem and you have school debt and you have this and you have that and sometimes you don't have any choice but to be strong. Yeah. And you just have to keep going like you said. And you're right, I do take breaks because there's sometimes like I just can't handle this right now. I need right. to step back. And that's okay. But, that's okay. Yeah. Self-care. You got to take care of yourself. You do. So, you know? like we were saying before, self care is absolutely vital. It's kind of a fine line between um, what's it? Um, self care and procrastination. Sometimes you have to identify when you're doing one or when you're oh, doing the other. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. I never thought about that. Yeah, that's but, that's pretty good. There's a fine line. It's like, yeah, a Disney World vacation would definitely be self care. I cannot afford that. That's not something I'm gonna do. But um, yeah, you know, stopping for that donut or doing that extra commitment to exercise. Or right now, I'm lying down, my cat is sitting on top of me. This is self care. This is okay. You yeah. know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Taking a moment to, you know, I've been looking at my script so much, and like I'm listening to the music on repeat for my show, and it's I have to keep reminding myself it's okay to lay down and not look at my script when I'm not at rehearsal. Because I am that kind of actor that I'm always looking at my script. Always. And, I mean, I guess it's better than not looking at your script. But, you just reminded me I have to look at my script. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. But I, ha- but I have to remind myself that I'm o- it's okay to do that. Because I keep looking at the clock and I'm like, oh my god, I have rehearsal at 7. You know, I gotta be there. Like, I keep just my my whole mind is just rehearsal right now and i'm just enjoying the show that much i guess but i have to realize i'm allowed to lay yeah. down i'm allowed to watch a movie i can you know i can color i can do something other than looking at my script and one thing a lot of people don't realize is it's not really okay to i mean it's not okay but you shouldn't let it interfere with your life but it is okay to say today i'm gonna do nothing yes the laundry can wait cooking can wait cleaning can wait today i'm gonna sit on my bed and watch netflix for seven hours and that's okay it is okay absolutely find yourself doing that every day that could be a problem 
But if it's once in a while, it's a perfectly okay thing to do. I do that maybe about twice a week. Um, yeah. Because, like, I, I'm i a very busy person. I'm always on the go. Like, I love to be on the go. It distracts me from depression, I think. It really does. It distracts me from being upset <laughs> and feeling depressed and alone. Like, and you know, keeping, you. Bu- yeah. keeping busy. But also, I do enjoy just having, like, a day where I just don't do anything. I just lay in bed. I surf the internet or I... YouTube videos, watch Netflix. Anything. Yeah. And that's okay because you're giving your body a rest and your body needs that. And your mind a rest. I like watching old episodes of like... Well, not old, old, but like CSI or Star Trek or um, Supernatural or shows that, you know, don't take a lot of brain power to watch. Yes. You know what I mean? That's funny. Just- that's funny. The other day, Jack and I laid down to watch something and... Um, it was my, I think it was my turn or was it his, I don't remember. We go back and forth and I said to him, I said, I don't want to watch anything that really requires too much thought. Like I want to watch a kid movie, like something lighthearted. And we yeah. ended up, we ended up watching Inside Out and <laughs> we've already seen that movie like a hundred times, but we watched it because, you know, I just needed that. Just the, the cutesy, like need to like uh-huh. a, need a good laugh kind of thing. I didn't really want something complex. Exactly. And, and that's and healthy. <laughs> that works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's okay to be an adult and watch a Disney movie. It's okay to say, I want a giant action movie with things blowing up and no plot at all. That's fine, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny how self-care goes so many ways. People think of self-care and they think of, oh, I need to, like, do a face mask and a massage. It's like... Self-care is a nap. Self-care is getting a bowl of ice cream. It's taking a hot shower. It's laying in your pajamas for, you know, all day. Like It's playing with your dog or your cat or somebody else's dog or somebody else's cat. And it's funny, too, because I saw this quote that said recently that we're living in a generation in a society where calling out sick makes us freak out because we're more worried about work than ourselves. Than our self care, you know. That leads back to the the economy and the way jobs work now. They don't expect you to have self care. They don't expect you to take care of yourself. They, yeah. They, I used to have a job years ago. Whenever, whenever I would call out sick, which wasn't often, I would call out, and my my supervisor would be like, "Well, your sick days be yours to use. I guess you could miss today." Wow. Like, yeah, I can because I have sick days, and I'm calling out sick today. Goodbye. They forget. And it was just. They forget yeah. that we're people. Like pe- jobs, sometimes just think that you live just to work. Yep. It's rid- it's ridiculous. <laughs> but you gotta no, find yourself a good place. Take you know you got to take care of yourself. You have to take care of yourself. You and really that goes do. back to what you're saying about theater. Even if you've never considered doing theater, there are a lot of theater groups out there that are kind of like a high school drama club. That if you want to be involved, they'll find a place for you. Yeah, like they play games, and you just meet people, and or you could work backstage, or you could run a board, or you could help build a set. I mean, they're always oh. looking for people. Yeah, if you're to crafty, if you're handy and crafty, building is like they always need that. Like yeah. you, you can always be used in that. And also, even just going to see a show, even if that's not really your thing, going to see a play, like a good comedy or a musical, like even if you don't love musicals, a good comedy every once in a while, or a, or a like a like a mystery, 
Who doesn't love that every once in a while? It's like watching a movie, but live. You know, that's self-care, too. Going going to see a show. Somebody recently who's a significant other isn't really big on theater, and they went to see some show on Broadway, or I'll show it was, but they treated themselves like, okay, night out, we'll go see a Broadway show. And the guy was like, this is awesome! Aww. It was some, some sort of musical, I forgot what musical it was, but he's like, this is really cool. This is this is a neat thing. And she's like, yeah, I've been telling you for years, theater's awesome. I want to know what show it was so bad. Oh, God, I don't remember. I have to go look at, like, a playbill list. It was one of the musicals that's currently playing now that's, like, just a big, giant... Is it new? A Broadway musical, you is it, know? Is it new? You know what? I don't remember. Uh, I honestly... It was, like, two weeks ago. I don't remember. Oh, I want to know so bad. <laughs> I remember. I'll let you know. Um... But you don't even have to pay Broadway prices. There's community theater. There's yeah. college theater. Some of the best shows I've ever seen, honestly came from a college theater. Yeah, yeah. It was, I've seen shows that are like stunning done by the, the performance groups at a college. So find a local college, go see a show there, volunteer yep. for a theater group and say, I just want to be a part of this and you're going to be welcomed. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Or find some else. They have amateur sports leagues. They have, um, Knitting clubs and uh, storytelling clubs. You could read to children. Yeah, have there's... people that you know train seeing eye dogs and need people come and help. There's all sorts of different things you can do to get yourself out there and and allow yourself to be a part of something and take yourself away from at least temporarily the depression and the stress and the anxiety. And ask your friends if there's anything you can be a part of. It doesn't always involve spending money. It doesn't always involve um, having any incredible skills. You can find something if, if that's what you need, you can find it. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So I guess to conclude, um, you know, take your pain and put your passion. Uh, how am I trying to say this? Um, you know, you can always, you know, you're not alone out there. And whatever you're going through, you can always, you know, find an outlet yeah you can always find an Absolutely. outlet no matter what it is i always like the phrase your pain is part of who you are but it does not define you yeah that's so true you, you can't escape it you can't say this is not me because it is it is a part of you yeah and knowing that you can say okay how can i adapt how can i grow how can i build on this this is not who i am but it's part of who i am yes and some people need to be on medication. Some people need to be in therapy. Some people just need to exercise and they feel better. Yeah. Try a bunch of different things. There's no right answer. There's no 100% right way to help depression. And find what works for you is all I can say. And, and the, the most important thing I can say in any place like this is if you do need help, if you are thinking of hurting yourself, reach out. Reach out yeah. to a suicide hotline. Reach out to a therapist. Reach out to a friend. Anybody. Call anybody you can, because that is not the answer. It never, ever, ever is. Yeah. And you can get help, and there are people that care about you and love you. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Even if I don't know you, I will help you. Like, you know. Absolutely. Contact contact Bethany somehow through this. Reach yeah. out through Facebook or through Instagram. Anything. Mm -hmm. There are people there that care. I guarantee it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so, so much for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This I'm glad that we podcast. had, yeah, we had to, ha we got to have like a really awesome, you know, 
conversation, which, you know, mental health is kind of, it's not as taboo as it used to be, but I like, I like that we have the similarity of, you know, theater helping us as an outlet. And I'm sure there are people out there that will be able to relate. Absolutely. And on a personal note, thank you. You're one of the, I call you one of the good ones. You're one of the people (laughs) I know I can reach out to. You're one of the people that I've stayed in contact with for many, many years. And I want to stay in contact with for many, many years more. Of course. What are friends for? (laughs) Exactly. Friends are for helping each other with their their podcast last minute. That's exactly what friends are for. Yes. Right. Well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Stay tuned. Stay tuned for next week and have a wonderful week.